On my journey with my kids, figuring out their health issues was sort of like being a detective. I frequently felt like I had to put on my very special hat and my overcoat and really dig into things I would have never been interested before in my life. And many of those things have become quite the passion for me now. So today I'm really excited to have you listen in on a conversation that I had with a functional medicine practitioner, Hallie Brooks. She is just this sweet and brilliant and very insightful professional who helps people who have kiddos like mine and like yours all the time. She is somebody who's able to share a lot about how combining practices of functional medicine with Western medicine actually can really amplify our well-being and the speed to which we are able to heal our bodies. So I'm looking forward to you being able to hear all the tips, the tricks, the the really great insights that she shares today. I also want to invite you to come on over to our Facebook group. I haven't mentioned it in a while, but it is a beautiful community of families, and I would love to have you there to continue the conversation and just to have you in community with me and all of these other people who are on the same journey as you. Come on over there. The link is in the description. Let's dive into this episode. Hey mamas, welcome to Her Home and Heart Podcast. Do you want balance in your home life and peace in your heart at the end of each long day? Do you want to let go of feelings of failure because you've yelled at the kids again despite promising yourself and God you'd stop? I'm Katie. I'm a homeschooling mom who also had little kids and wanted to create a thriving home environment. In this podcast, you'll find resources for holistic living, heart connection with your family, and homeschooling so that you won't wake up to regret one day. Even if you have outside-the-box learners or your own health challenges, you'll find support here. Breathe deeply, grab a coffee, and let the kids go play, because it's time for you to find peace and fulfillment that you've been longing for. Let's go! Have you been feeling overwhelmed and unsure about how to navigate this parenting and homeschooling journey? I hear you, and I'm here to help. I'm so excited. I put together for you a cheat sheet. It's going to unveil my secrets to finding balance and harmony inside of a unique home ecosystem. You're going to be able to say goodbye to chaos and confusion and embrace much more peace and a fulfilling experience for a whole family. And as a special bonus, I've added to this cheat sheet my top five secrets for you to love your homeschool, to help you create a nurturing environment where your all of your children, including your special needs child and you, can thrive. I've added practical strategies and some heartfelt insights, and I know they're going to make a world of difference for you in your daily life. I understand the challenges that you face. I live it every day, even today. And so this resource is designed specifically for parents just like you and me. I want you to be able to take a deep breath, gather your strength, and find renewed inspiration on this very unpredictable journey. I don't want exhaustion to hold you back from finding the support and the guidance that you need. So go to herhomeandheart.net slash free. The link is in the description and you will find that you can get your free copy there today. You will also find that I have many other resources for you in the description. And I hope that this podcast today helps you as well. I would love to give you a big hug and just let you know you are not alone on this path. 
Together, we can empower each other and create families where we have a nurturing environment, a joyful homeschooling experience, even if we have a special needs child. I am very, very glad that you allow me into your daily life to embrace and guide and support you. It's time to find clarity and renewed energy on your unique parenting and homeschooling journey. Go to herhomeandheart.net slash free. I am so excited today to have Hallie Brooke with us. She is absolutely amazing. She's the founder and CEO of Live Nourished, and she is a certified functional medicine nutrition counselor. She's a nationally board certified health and wellness coach, Fox 21 fitness and nutrition expert, and an absolutely fierce industry advocate. And I'm just delighted to have you here today, Hallie. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Yeah. So we want to dive in today to a topic that is really near and dear to my heart because of the the fact that it's impacted my children so dramatically, which is functional medicine. A lot of people don't even know what that is. They've not heard of it. They don't understand the power that is there. And so could you tell us first, how come you're passionate about what you do? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know about you and why you're here and then explain what in the heck is even, what is functional medicine? Yeah, absolutely. So I was a math teacher in Tuttle and schools for nine years before I made a hard left turn career switch. Um, it was a great career. It was super hard. It was super rewarding. And during the time of that career, I ended up getting super sick. Um, I got diagnosed with IBS and I was, I had gas and bloating. My arms would go numb, like randomly. I had super dark circles under my eyes. I had no relation to how much I slept. I had the absolute worst farts you've ever smelled. Regardless of what I ate, it smelled like some animal had died inside me and it was leaking out. I mean, it was just awful. And I could not get answers from my doctors. I saw multiple doctors. I saw a couple naturopaths um, and basically was told like, yeah, you have IBS. And so get used to eating chicken and plain lettuce. And um, like, here's a couple supplements and, and good luck. This is the rest of your life. And I, I was 26 at the time. I just went, this cannot be the rest of my life. I've got, you know, 60, 70, 80 years ahead of me of life and I cannot live this way. And so I sort of stumbled into functional medicine on accident, looking for solutions for myself, looking for answers for my gut health. What is, what the heck is going on? Fell in love with functional medicine, sort of started training, doing personal training on the side just for fun. I like went back to school over the summer in between teaching years and got a a certification. And so I was talking to my clients about all these things that I learned and I'm a nerd. So I'm telling them all the things and nutrition and whatever. And it was my clients who went, um, Hallie, you need to go back to school. (laughs) Like, this is what you were meant to do. Please go do it. And so I left teaching. I went back to school. I got a degree in functional medicine, uh, started live nourished coaching. I kind of pivoted my minuscule personal training practice. I had eight clients into kind of a functional medicine, nutrition counseling practice. And then COVID happened and it absolutely exploded because everyone was looking for functional medicine. And so I very quickly went from a solo practitioner to now I have a team of six and we're nationwide and we, we support clients one-on-one directly. And then we also work with medical practitioners to get health coaching and nutrition into medical practices. So, um, it's been a rapid ride and, I just, I've seen the power in my own life and I've seen the power in our clients' lives and I've seen the power in the patients, the lives of the patients of the doctors that we partner with. And this is, this is who I am and what I meant to be, which is pretty fun. Oh, I love it. It's wonderful. <laughs> Find your passion. You can really help people. And that is what has happened to my family. 
we also had ended up unfortunately not having the success that we needed with the kind of treatments that were available to us for my kids. And, you know, we really have a focus in our life and a lifestyle that focuses much on, you know, mind, body, and spirit. And we were only having symptoms addressed. That was it with the other kinds of treatments we were being offered. And so when we found functional medicine, it was just this completely eye-opening experience. It was, it was like a hand in a glove for my family and the results proved that. So explain what is this weird thing called functional medicine? Yeah, you said it really well. You said you were having the symptoms addressed and it wasn't actually solving the problems. And that's what root cause, that's what functional medicine is, is it's root cause medicine. So instead of playing whack-a-mole with symptoms, we say, okay, all of these symptoms are signals or signs of what is actually going on in your body. And so instead of just dealing with those symptoms, we want to go find that root cause. Another analogy that I really like to use, it's like if your kitchen is on fire and you walk in and you turn the fire alarm off and then walk away, there's still a fire in your kitchen. (laughs) Like we need to put that fire out. And so that's what root cause medicine is. And so root cause medicine typically comes from things like gut permeability from inflammation, which actually technically inflammation is a secondary root cause. That inflammation is being caused by something else. That's more of a primary root cause. And there's, you know, there's a whole host of things that are root causes, but to give you an example, we have a client right now who's dealing with both eczema and psoriasis and acne. Like she's just kind of a hot mess and has gas and bloating and has rheumatoid arthritis, like all of these things. And so we said, okay, we're going to work on your gut. Like I'm not going to ignore all of these things. And her psoriasis is gone. Her eczema is gone. Her acne is gone. And her rheumatoid arthritis is under control because we worked with healing her gut, not with steroid creams and other things like that. So Root cause medicine is another term for functional medicine. Absolutely. Amazing. So for the parents who were me a number of years ago, you know, we hadn't heard of it, didn't know it was available. And now, oh my gosh, we've learned about it, but we're still in the middle of these other kinds of treatments. They, Mm -hmm. as you you and I were talking about earlier, as I've experienced in my own family life, you know, there are those times surgeries and emergencies where we do need the other medicine. So how can we pair these two things? How can we make them work well for our children who are challenged or just our kids and our family in general? Yeah, absolutely. So I always am really clear to say allopathic medicine or kind of Western modern medicine is so important. I love Western medicine. Um, I thought I wanted to be a doctor before I ended up going into my teaching career. It matters and it is a beautiful life-saving science that we need. Um, Everything from surgeries to pharmaceuticals are important and they matter. And Western medicine is really designed to do two things. It's designed to prolong life, not necessarily quality of life, but prolong life. And it's really well designed for acute things, right? If you break an arm, please don't come see me. I cannot help you. Please go to the ER. That's where you need to be. Things that are more chronic, things that have a root in nutrition that really need to be solved with nutrition and not with pharmaceuticals. That's where the allopathic world kind of breaks down. And it's, you know, it's not the allopathic world's fault. It's just, those are the lenses that they have on. So if you come to me, the lens that I'm looking at your situation through is a lens of lifestyle and nutrition, because that's what I've been trained. Western medicine is looking at your situation through the lens of pharmaceuticals, surgeries, kind of Western medicine. And so that's what they know how to do to heal. And both are really important. Um, And so how do we pair those things? The two things that I encourage my clients to do are one, find a doctor who treats you like an expert, the in both in the functional medicine world and in the allopathic world, 
any kind of doctor, you will find doctors who are absolutely amazing and you will find doctors who are just kind of checking the box. It doesn't matter what world you're in. And so one of the really important things is we we call it an expert to expert approach. So, you know, we're the experts in functional medicine and lifestyle medicine and nutrition, but you're the expert in your life and in your body because you live in it every day. And so regardless of who you're working with, whether it's a you know naturopathic physician or a functional medicine physician or a Western medicine physician, you need to find a physician who treats you like an expert in your own body, who's willing to sit down, listen to you, ask questions, answer questions. Um, so that's one of the big things. The second thing we say is you need to find a doctor who's willing to not know the answer. That's a huge thing. My, my mom went through cancer a handful of years ago and one of the doctors that she found was a doctor who she would go in and say like, Hey, I heard about this study. And he'd go, Oh, that's really interesting. I've never heard of that. I'm going to go look it up. Can I get back to you in a week? That's a great doctor, a doctor who is willing to say, I have a massive, you know, 30 years worth of educational and experiential knowledge, and I still don't know it all. Um, so those are kind of two things to, to look for. And then we can talk about how we pair those, but those, those are the starting points. We have to find a professional who's willing to work with you on that level. Gosh, I love how you brought up the fact that you need a doctor who respects that you're the expert. And as a mother of special needs children, the the way that that is so true in the life of mothering kids with extra needs as well mm-hmm. is just unspeakable. I mean, the the moment that we started to find medical support, <laughs> I have to say they were functional, but yeah. that did exactly do what you just described. And they said, mom, dad, you guys are the ones with this child all the time. The child is nonverbal or too young to really explain it or to understand. So what do you see? And the most incredible results that we got in supporting our children were always when we trusted our gut and we did so with the support of the person we were seeking help from. And then they were able to provide a much better solution or, you know, some sort of plan that we could then try if nothing else for us because they trusted us and told us to trust ourselves. And it was this beautiful relationship that benefited our children incredibly. Unfortunately, that's not always the case though. And if that is what happens, you know, switch doctors. (laughs) I've had to do that many times and always for the benefit of my children. And it was a good decision in the end, though it was hard. Yeah. And it's always okay. I think, I think we have doctors kind of up on this pedestal. I mean, they really are incredible people. Most people get into medicine for the right reasons. Um, but think about it like a mechanic. You know, if you go to a mechanic and you don't like them, you switch mechanics. Like this is, that's not rocket science. No one would question you about that. But for some reason, when we go to a doctor and we don't click with that doctor and we ask to switch doctors, it's it's actually often not even from the doctor or the front staff. Like they don't care, switch doctors. But there's something in us that's like, oh, I can't switch my, I can't switch my doctor. Like I, I have to say, you, you don't. They're a mechanic. They're a service professional, just like any other service professional. And if you don't click with them, go find someone who you do click with. Yeah, absolutely. If I brought my car in and said, there's a clanging in the back, you know, what, what is that? And they said, yeah. no, there's not. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you go to the doctor. <laughs> that happened many times with my children, yeah. you know? And I was like, no, really, there's really a huge curve in her back. And after five doctor switches, one did an x-ray. Oh my goodness. There's a significant spinal deformation. Oh, really? You know, yeah. you <laughs> don't say doctors ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just so important. We trust ourselves. All right. So let's talk about the pairing of these. How can a mom who's, you know, now she's like, Oh my gosh, okay. I'm going to go find a better doctor. I'm going to find a better pediatrician one that supports me and trusts me, but I don't want to just treat those symptoms, you know, cause she's got this kid who's like outside the box and she knows there's something off, but doesn't know what to do. How can she pair the two 
uh, lenses. I loved how you yeah. said lenses. How can you get them to work together? It's a great question. Yeah, actually, I, actually, I made that up right on the spot, but I love that vision, right? <laughs> Our two eyes focus at different levels, but when we put them together, they can focus near and far. That's perfect. So how do we focus those two levels? So one is to understand that allopathic medicine is really life-saving medicine and functional medicine is really life quality medicine. So I'll give an example, antidepressants, right? So antidepressants are a life-saving medicine. If you have someone who is suicidal or who is truly depressed, there's actually not a lot that I can do from the lifestyle functional medicine side of that because the lifestyle functional medicine side of it takes work. It takes eating differently. It takes moving differently. It takes getting outside in the sunshine. It takes taking your supplements in the morning. And if you are legitimately clinically depressed, you know, I can have the perfect diet plan for you, but if you're not going to make that dinner on a Tuesday night, nothing is going to happen. And so in that place, Western medicine prescribing an antidepressant or subscribing, prescribing a, an anti-anxiety medication actually gives us the bandwidth to then start doing some of these things on the functional medicine side that require a lot of work at home require a lot of, a lot of energy. And so that's a great example of, you know, let's get out of the hole with something that will get us out of the hole quickly. And then let's figure out how to reduce the issue. That's the root cause. And then we can start to back off that antidepressant or that anti-anxiety medicine. That's a great example. Obviously there's examples all over the board, but to understand that there is a place for both and that both are needed. A lot of times we have clients come to us who, you know, just have like zero energy. They're super sick. They're dealing with emotional, you know, issues. And I know that that's going to be solved by fixing their gut, but I can't fix their gut until they have enough energy to actually do the work. So that's where those two can be paired together and know that it's not one or the other. It's a both and. Mm, I love that. And the gut is the next thing I want to talk to you about. This is like the second brain. And (laughs) so, you know, for mommies like me who have kids with ADHD and all sorts of other things going on, you know, the gut has been this key piece. Mm -hmm. Even with one of my kiddos with allergies, the gut is just this incredible thing that most people don't understand. It's power. Yes. Talk to the mom who was me <laughs> years ago. Yes. <laughs> like if she walks in your office, I walk in your office and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? My kid has ADHD, autism, et cetera. What do you say about the gut? Yeah, absolutely. Gut health is what I specialize in. That's my thing. So I can talk about it all day long. So you said our gut is our second brain. It really is. We also have this thing called our gut brain access, which is our gut talks to our brain. Our brain talks to our gut more than our body talks to any other part of our body. And so when, when we're dealing with kind of mental issues like ADHD, anxiety, depression, inability to focus autism, all of these things, it's not that that's going to be cured by affecting your, by changing your gut, but it is going to be dramatically reduced. We have gosh, probably thousands now of research studies done on both ADHD and on autism, where when a kid goes through a gut healing protocol and we we change what they're eating, their symptoms dramatically reduce. We have kids who are on the severe end of autism who, you know, we heal their gut and we, we do some things with food and now they're on the mild end of autism. They still have autism, but they're not throwing tantrums. This is one of my favorite stories. And then we can go into all the detail of, of gut health, but I love this one because it, it just ties that together so clearly in a way that a lot of parents and people don't really understand. So we had a client who came to us whose daughter was having these 
like rage episode. She would be totally fine. And then she would just completely melt down, throw a two hour tantrum. And it was, it was awful. They couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't travel. And so they were rewarding her with M&Ms when she was like doing good, because you know, that's, that's what there are parenting books out there that teach you to do that. Like they weren't doing something wrong. They were doing the best thing that they could do. And so we asked them to do a food mood poop journal with this girl. And so she, we did a food mood poop journal. And um, one of the things that we track in a food mood poop journal is two hours after you eat something, what is your mood and your energy level? And so obviously they're doing this for their daughter, but we start to see this pattern. She would usually get M&Ms for a reward at night because they would like count out her M&Ms for the, the things that she did during the day. I think she was seven or something, probably somewhere on the autism spectrum. And so she'd eat these M&Ms and then about two hours later would have this like massive rage breakdown. And they thought it had to do with her going to bed. And I said, would you be willing to switch the M&Ms for raspberries or blueberries? Like, is there something else that we can do? And what we were able to figure out is that it's the red dye 40 that is causing this massive allergic reaction. It's not an allergic reaction because allergic allergies happen instantly, but reaction in her body causing massive inflammation. And that was directly linked to her, to her outbreaks. And so we removed that and it removed all of the rage. Did it solve all of the behavior issues? No, but she didn't have like a, a rage tender tantrum ever again. And so that's a great indication of, you know, that red dye 40 is going into her body. It's getting digested. It's getting processed. It's getting into her bloodstream. It's going from her bloodstream up into her brain. And it's triggering something that is far beyond our understanding, but it's very obviously there that is causing this result. And so what do we do? We change her diet. We take out sugar. We take out food coloring. We, we take out gluten. We take out dairy. We take out soy. We take out these things that are causing inflammation and her, her behavior improves dramatically and gives her the ability to engage in some of these things like therapy and, and support that help her, her behavior move even further beyond that. Yeah. And the quality of life that you Mm -hmm. change, not just for the little girl, but for her whole family. Yeah. That's dramatic. It's literally life-changing. I mean, Those kind of rages, I can't even begin to fathom. I have a number of friends whose children have experienced that. And I know the toll it's taken on them. And I know just how the improvements we've had here from all the food changes that we've had to make, which you listed. And I think I was like, yeah, I think we did every single one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, You know, and it not all at once. We learned over time. Now it's our norm. We can do Mm -hmm. a whole Thanksgiving meal without any of those things you know, and it really dramatically changes everybody. Your mm-hmm. mood is better. The whole family functions better. I have better energy, you know, and, and all from, you know, really learning that stuff for one kid. Oh, and then the next kid, it changes the whole family. So yeah, 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 it really does. Wow. As you know, we strive to provide our children with a rich feast of subjects in their education. One essential aspect of that is ensuring they receive a strong foundation in math. I am so thrilled to introduce you to our sponsor, CTC Math. This online math program has been a game changer for my family, especially for my child with dyslexia. CTC Math offers engaging, comprehensive math lessons that go from kindergarten all the way through high school. The program is designed to build a solid understanding of mathematical concepts while still fostering a love for learning. With their interactive and easy to follow video tutorials, my children have gained a lot of confidence in their math skills and they've had a lot of fun. The lessons have been clear, concise, and they really cater to different learning styles, which has been perfect for my children who have had special learning needs. What sets CTC Math apart as well is their commitment to providing exceptional support. Whenever we've had questions or we've needed assistance, their team was there to help. 
So if you are a homeschool family who's looking to supplement your child's education or want a full, wonderful, love of learning type of math program, I highly recommend CTC Math. It's a reliable and affordable program that really will help your child excel. To learn more and to get started with a free trial, visit ctcmath.com, ctcmath.com. And don't forget to mention that you've heard about them on our podcast. Well, okay, so the gut. So let's dive into, now mom is saying, oh my gosh, look at all this. I could change my kid's behavior. Could I change their learning? Like what else can the gut do? So (laughs) tell her. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I would say is there's no magic bullet, right? Like, you know, X doesn't always equal Y in every equation. But when we think about the way that our body is designed and then how we partner with our bodies, that's where we really get traction. So our bodies are designed for survival. That is it. Um, Our bodies are designed to keep us alive, to keep us away from the saber toothed tiger. And that's, that's really all of our, all our bodies are designed to do. And so our bodies are not designed for optional, optimal functioning, which is actually really interesting. I think a lot of people kind of assume that our bodies are designed for optimal functioning. They're not, our bodies are designed to survive. And so when we look at it from that perspective and we say, okay, you know, like this kid is dealing with ADHD, say they're struggling to learn whatever, what is happening in their body that is, is putting them into a survival mechanism that isn't working. So are they eating something that's causing inflammation in their body? And so they basically have the equivalent of a flu going on all the time because inflammation means that your immune system is activated. And when your immune system is activated, you get all of the responses of the flu. You get tired, you get achy, you get brain foggy, um, you have low energy. And so if you are dealing with gut permeability, right, food particles and fecal medical particles and bacteria particles are leaking out of your gut. You have an immune system response happening all the time. And now you ask this kid to sit down and learn math. Like, no, they feel like they have the flu. Right. And so that kid knows that they're exhausted. They're not going to be able to do this. And so they throw a tantrum tantrum or whatever. So if we can, if we can figure out where their body is in survival mode, and then we can help them move from survival mode to optimization mode. Now we have leverage in all these other categories because their body's not just trying to survive. Another great example is kids who've been through trauma, right? Like you ask a kid who's been sexually abused to sit down and read a history book. Like it's not going to happen. Why? Because they're hypervigilant. They're terrified and they're trying to figure out what is going, like if they're going to survive, they're in survival mode. And so we have to get them in a safe space where they know they're safe or they know they're cared for. And then we can learn it's the exact same thing. So that's what I like to kind of, you know, put on as lenses. We're going to use that again is, okay, your kid is struggling to learn. Can you put on the lens of figuring out where they're trying to survive and then create safety and health in that survival area so that they can then thrive in this other area? Mm, So what would the very first thing be that a mom or dad should think about when they're going to start that journey? Yeah. So trauma aside, right. Cause we're probably not talking to like abusive parents. We're probably talking to people who kids have ADHD or autism or something like that is we're going to look at that kind of internal survival mechanism. So we're going to look at, okay, is your blood sugar spiking? Is your blood sugar tanking? Um, do you have gut permeability? Like is stuff leaking out? And so you basically have the flu 24 seven. Those are going to be kind of the three things. So number one, we're going to remove sugar removing processed sugar, removing processed food from a kid's diet will literally change stuff overnight. It is absolutely magical. You might have a couple of tantrums when you don't get chicken nuggets or something like that. 
but give it a couple days and give them real whole food. I like to say things that either come from the ground or had a mother. Like that's the only things we should be eating. Switch to that, remove processed food, remove processed sugar, and it will make a massive difference. That'll decrease the inflammation. If they do have gut permeability, even before we heal that gut permeability, we're going to have massive results because we're, we're reducing that inflammation response. And then the next thing that I would say to do is let's heal their gut. Mm, so I have a tip and a trick for any mom who's like, how do I get my kid to do that? Because you know, <laughs> not all kids are going to do that. Right. Yeah. Well, so we had to, we had to deal with that here. And the way we did that was involving the children in the kitchen and helping them grow a lot of this, the different things that we thought maybe they would be hesitant to eat. And we always did eat healthy, but you just get those kids that just don't want to do it. And we noticed a dramatic change. If the kiddo is in the kitchen and the music is on and you're right there with them and they're getting all that, you know, sensory input and having a ball and you're not stressed about the mess you've planned for this. And then it comes out and they have that like sense of just being so proud of themselves they're likely to eat it. And you may not think that they will. The other thing, peer pressure. So if you have friends whose kids eat very healthy, (laughs) um, our children actually went to a friend's house and the kid would never touch a piece of lettuce or anything green or anything grown had to be processed. My kids are like, do you have more salad? And their son all of a sudden was like, I want salad. And he ate (laughs) two helpings. So never know if you get your kids around people, you know, others who do eat that stuff and then, you know, start, just start some seeds. It's a great science project. And when it's something they grow that they can eat, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. They'll just, mine will just go outside. And a lot of my friends kids, they'll just go outside. It's part of the homeschool. It's part of the curriculum. You get credit for it during the school year and they'll just pick a pepper off or they'll pick a tomato or whatever the things are that you decide to grow and they will eat them when they may not otherwise. And so it's a nice way to kind of implement that first step of getting that sugar out and getting those healthy things in, in a way that is bonding and educational and, you know, right fits right into the homeschool experience too. Yes. That is a fantastic tip. Another thing to encourage parents is if you stick with it and you move forward, there's this thing called metabolic metabolic programming, which basically means the the food that you're eating is feeding the bacteria that is in your large intestine. And so what you feed it, that bacteria will crave. And so if you can do that for long enough, your kids will actually eventually start to crave fruits and vegetables. And if you're a mom who's pregnant, if you can do, if you can like get phytonutrients or you can get something like juice plus or something into your pregnancy, your kids will literally come out craving that, which is is wild. But yeah, there's an encouragement to just stick with it and, and it'll get easier. <laughs> we had that happen. Okay. This is a funny story. I'm going to tell you really fast. So we do not eat processed sugar. We don't eat wheat, soy, mostly don't eat dairy. You know, we either hand make or purchase carefully the things that we eat, but we went camping recently. And so for the first time in probably five years, I don't know, we said, okay, we're going to have s'mores. Now it was still gluten-free and all of that. And, you know, the chocolate, we were careful, but they had marshmallows and they weren't the good ones. I used to buy the care. I would be careful. <laughs> couldn't. We didn't have time. So, and we had friends, you know, meeting us there. So they had the s'mores and I didn't put limits on them. I just said, you know, your body, oh, they had a ball and then they felt so sick. <laughs> and they, yep. they really each, I think only had two, they didn't want any more and they regretted it. I didn't want them to regret it. I was sad for them, but it's the other, but the flip side of that was, wow, like, look at this. These kids would really, truly rather nourish their bodies because that is the pattern that we set in them. And I had never seen that such a um, clear 
clarified example before yeah. because we've just simply been living this way for so long and we hadn't just you know we all don't don't think we don't have lots of treats we do they're just super super nourishing yeah <laughs> yeah feel very pampered don't get me wrong we just hadn't done the junk food kind it was really an interesting almost like an experiment we didn't mean to do that's awesome i love that Totally. I think you just said something really important that I just want to highlight for your listeners that, you know, eating this way, eating, eating things that are nourishing doesn't mean that you don't have indulgences. It doesn't mean you don't have treats. It doesn't mean you like eat vegetables and carrots and tomatoes and that's all you subsist on. No, we have cookies and we have chocolate and we have like ice cream, like all of the things, you know, ice cream. I say that with quotes. There's, we have all of the things and it's still very indulgent and you can still nourish yourself. It doesn't mean living without treats. I think that's a, an important piece to highlight. Oh, it's huge. My, my 17 year old daughter actually is such an amazing ice cream um, maker now, <laughs> and it's all completely dairy free. Typically, I mean, never has sugar, but typically doesn't really even have that much sweet in it. And yet she makes it so tasty. She's going to write a little cookbook soon. Oh, cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, the thing we decided years ago when we started this journey because of all the sensitivities and the intolerances and then the allergies, you know, as we added more kids, we added more food things that seemed to pop up. We said, you know what, somewhere along the line, this food, this, you know, donut or this ice cream or this cake or this cookie, it had to have been made from something that wasn't processed. The idea had to have come from somewhere. Let's see of all the things that we like that our bodies can't tolerate. What can we do to make that in a way that nourishes us? Because then we can still have the treat and we have none of the guilt yep. and we feel bad. Instead, we feel better. And it's like, almost like living in a party, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's been really a good adventure. We've enjoyed it. Yeah. So, well said. I could talk to you about all this forever. I think we will <laughs> doing, probably have to do a second, a sec- uh, ah, second episode. Deal. So much we can talk about that would benefit parents. But if you were to say, all right, you identified the problem, you're taking action, you understand functional medicine, you're pairing that well now with allopathic medicine, you're taking these first steps, you're, you're looking for signs, you're looking for connections, you're pulling out that sugar, you're starting to get some other really tasty things put in the mix, getting that gut kind of built up. Is there one other beginner step? And we'll maybe mm. do an episode that's like more advanced steps, but totally beginner step might those parents want to take when they've got this kiddo that they just know needs support? That is a great question. Okay. This is going to be, this is going to be off topic, but it's, it's absolutely answering your question. Figure the, figure that out for yourself as the parent. I think a lot of times as parents, we get so hyper-focused on our kid and doing everything for our kid and blah, 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 blah. And we end up being super stressed and then we end up kind of not functioning optimally. And so, you know, if the airplane's going down, whose, whose mask do you put on first? Yours. If you are in survival mode as a parent, if you are high stress because your kid is challenging, that is going to affect their behavior dramatically. Kids are like animals. They can feel a thunderstorm coming 20 miles away. They can feel your anxiety. If you are like freaking out because of whatever, whether it's because of the issues that they're dealing with or because it's of like your marriage or the way that you're navigating your own self, um, put your own mask on first, figure out how to nourish your body, figure out how to keep your blood sugar stable so that you don't explode. Um, that's a great place to have a meltdown as an adult is if you get hungry, um, make sure that you're packing your own snacks, make sure that you're, 
you know, moving your own body, make sure that you're taking time for yourself. Um, I think that's something that we don't talk about, especially when we are dealing with kind of like higher needs kids, we get so hyper-focused on them. So that would be, that would be both my beginner hack and my advanced hack is put your own mask on first and don't just do that as a metaphor, actually do that. Like there is going to be a time in the day when you need to make a snack for yourself before you make a snack for your kid, because for you to make a good choice for your kid, you need to have made a good choice for yourself. So that's what I would say. I want to hug you. (laughs) Thank you. That is 100% correct. 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 (laughs) Times I've told parents just this week to put their own mask on. I couldn't count. I love that. That is the right answer. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Everybody's going to want to know how to find you. I'm going to put information, of course, in the description, but for those that are audio learners, where can they go to find more from you? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is the best place. So www.livenourishedcoaching, L-I-V-E-N-O-U-R-I-S-H-E-D coaching.com. There's a lot of stuff on our website, but the best button is that book a free consult button. We are really intentional about making sure that you find the right person the first time. And so um, our, our consults are free. If we're the right fit to help you move forward, we will move forward. If we are not, we have a 60 plus refer out list um, of practitioners that we refer out to. So yeah, book a free consult. And then you can also find us on Instagram. Same thing at live nourished coaching. That's fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all this amazing information. I think moms are probably going to be taking notes. (laughs) Just so packed with great, great stuff that has really truly helped my family. So thank you for sharing. I really appreciate you coming. Absolutely, Katie. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from my mom's podcast, please share it and leave a review so others can find us too. See you next time.